On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we're seeing Double, with the latest from Will Smith and director Ang Lee, Gemini Man. Sponsored by the Buffalo Funds. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are here with a not-so-good one today. Uh, we got to know that <laughs> going in with Will Smith. I mean, does, does anybody go into Will Smith movies expecting a good one anymore? N- no one. I don't think anybody shares your disdain for Will Smith. Well... It, it's been well-documented for... A number of years how you don't uh, enjoy his work he wasn't so bad in the beginning but but that's when he, you had your biggest bias well, against I, him i loved fresh prince I, I grew up loving fresh prince but the movies i mean mib was fine independence day at the time was was good um and i think he's got glimpses of a good actor but like for the most part he's just always had a terrible picker We'll get into Will Smith's filmography later. I got some things for you. <laughs> oh, you do? I do. And, and sadly, double the Will Smith is not quite working out like uh, twice the Van Damage back in the day. Two times. Two times, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It worked so great in Double Impact and all these other movies that I love. The but, Replicant. You know, just... <laughs> I guarantee there are not many people listening to this podcast who have seen The Replicant like we have. They should. Um, yeah. and, and when you watch it, Watch the denominations on Van Damme's bills when he burns them. Because <laughs> they start lighting 20s on fire, and when they hit the floor, they're ones. <laughs> yeah, which I love to think that that's actually real money anyways that they're lighting on fire. I mean, why not? If you're funding a, a JCVD movie in, what, like 2004, you're just lighting money on fire anyways. Yes, yes, but they couldn't do the 20 more than one in one take, so they switched to a one. <laughs> I just hope that if anybody has seen Replicant, it's because we've referenced the pommel horse like five times on the life of this podcast. So maybe somebody's like, what the hell are these guys talking about? And actually decided to go back and watch it. Yes, the pommel horse is our takeaway from that movie. But the real question is, would you rather, knowing what you know, having seen Gemini Man and Replicant, would you rather right now, if I said, Carson, you have to watch one of these, Gemini Man or Replicant, what are you taking right now? Well... I'd take Replicant for comedic yes. purposes only, <laughs> yeah. not because it's a better movie, because yes. it's very Doesn't not. Matter. It's very not a better movie. Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, let's get into this thing. Uh, before we do that, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Buffalo Funds, a family of mutual funds based here in Kansas City. When the stock market goes down, it may be a great time to contribute to your individual retirement account or IRA. Don't wait until the end of the year. To get your free IRA investing report, go to buffalofunds.com backslash podcast. You can open up an account online directly with the Buffalo Funds and choose from their mix of U.S., international, dividend, or income funds. That's buffalofunds.com backslash podcast. 
The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses must be considered carefully before investing. The summary and statutory prospectuses contain this and other important information about the investment company may be attained by calling 800-492-8332 or visiting buffalofunds.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual fund investing involves risk, principal loss as possible. The Buffalo Funds are distributed by Quasar Distributors, LLC. And thank you, Buffalo Funds, once again for sponsoring us this week. Absolutely. And with that, we will just dive right into our letterbox blurb. Henry Brogan, an aging assassin, tries to get out of the business but finds himself in the ultimate battle, fighting his own clone who is 25 years younger than him and at the peak of his abilities. Directed by Ang Lee, who did Life of Pi, Brokeback Mountain, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hulk. He's got a lot of movies under his belt. The cast, actually fairly small in terms of people in general. I mean, there's two or more Will Smiths. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Clive Owen, and Benedict Wong. Outside of that, not much else happening in terms of the cast. So that's that's it. We're going to go fast. Uh, let's get into it. Jim and I, man, first thoughts. Hit me with them. First thoughts, uh, which I alluded to from the trailer, is Will Smith was the wrong choice. Ooh, okay. And not because I dislike him as an actor, because I actually do like him as an actor. Uh, I thought he actually could fit this movie. I see why they picked him. However, all they did was give Will Smith a goatee and make him look old, which usually you give the evil one the goatee, but they gave the good one (laughs) the goatee. So that's the twist. So you you gave the young one a flat top and erased the goatee. But Will Smith has aged so well that he looks the same. When they were driving side (laughs) by side, it looked like they didn't de-age anything. Yeah. Like the majority of this movie, they're like, oh, this is fantastic. We just have to have him shave his goatee and we're good. Hold on, though. Would the movie have been better had they just done that instead of CGIing or de-aging? I'm not even quite sure what happened here. I've read that it was de-aging. I've read that it was all CGI at times, but I kind of think it would have been better had they just like heavily make up old Will Smith. No, I, I think again, all they had to do is was shave his goatee and give him a little flat top, and then he's <laughs> he's young Will Smith again, um, because yeah. truly he he is aged incredibly and he kept in shape and whatnot. The the choices that they made, I like guess, some parts of this movie, it looked like they completely CGI the body of young Will Smith. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like I've read which both. makes no sense. Why would you do that? I I, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, that's my thought going into a lot of this movie or a lot of this podcast about this movie is I, I don't know why. Why does this exist? <laughs> well, we know why the movie exists, uh, but 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 why they cho- chose to do that. You can have another actor. Yeah. And then just put Will Smith's face on him. Right. You don't have to CGI the whole body and make his body look weird because it looked, you know, Matrixy. Uh, Matrix Two, right? So, did you did you hear all the, the the hubbub about the making of this movie, the scuttlebutt? I did not. Well, okay, so it's filmed at like 120 frames per second, which is higher than. And I'm I'm probably gonna mess this up because normally I care about this stuff, but I just didn't with this movie. But basically, it's filmed at a, a crazy high, like 4K, 120 frames per second rate, which, I, from what I understood, like not even many theaters across the country can even display well if you saw it in 3d but 3d and that frame rate etc etc so like i don't even think you and i saw it at that frame rate because i'm not sure that our theaters show movies that way but but that's what would have caused it to like look a little bit different in terms of look and feel and i think that played into some of the cgi-ness of the scenes because it you know he moved wrong at times it didn't look human oh absolutely 
And I can't imagine slowing it down or whatever would make it look that much worse. Well, no, but I think there's like, like John Wick is shot at a normal frame rate. And then sometimes they just speed that up a little bit to make it look like it's going faster. But when you're filming at such a high frame rate that your eyes aren't used to, it makes it look that much more odd, I think, to the eye naturally. So I think you combine the CGI with this high frame rate, which I just don't think people care about. So for Ang Lee to go and make this movie, be like, oh, I'm going to do this in 4K at 120 frames per second. And really the end result is going to be that to the normal average moviegoer, it's just going to look weird. I, I don't know why you do that other than it's just like you being a director who wants to try something new. So yeah, that's, I, I think that's a really stupid choice if you know that in theaters, they're not going to show it that way. Right. I think some theaters have that ability, some don't. But uh, yeah, it's one of those where... It'd be like seeing an IMAX movie that's filmed in all IMAX, but you just go to the regular theater and see it, so you're not really even getting that experience. But it's almost even worse because the the frame rate just messes with the way things look. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I thought that the CGI, <laughs> why? Yeah, and the and actually, I thought it was the de aging piece was okay throughout until the final scene of the movie. Oh man, it was so bad that. <laughs> That final scene. And, and I think that's the problem. People so are going to walk bad. away with it saying the effects are so, so bad because of that final scene. Like, that's the last taste you get yeah. in your mouth of what is going on with his face. Okay, so I thought the de-aging or whatever it was was fine. I think it's been done better in other movies. So it's weird to me that then you do it better in uh, you know the Marvel movies and whatever other, I can't even think of off the top of my head, some of the other recent de-agings that we've seen. But I, I think generally speaking, when it's been done before, it's been better. So then it's weird to me that you take a whole movie built around the concept of de-aging and putting that front and center and you do it worse than the other movies. Yeah, that we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, so you you've seen the technology out there and you just fail to to reach that. Right. I mean, that's one of your big complaints in the past has, has been, right? Like you'll watch a movie uh like the Marvel movies and see the CGI and then you go to Justice League and you're like, "Well, come on guys. I know that it can be done better." over here. So what are you doing? And I, that's how I felt watching this movie. I was like channeling you. I'm like, I, this is, it's not that it's bad de-aging. It's just, I've seen it done better. So why are you doing it so bad when you, all your money should be going towards right. this? And it's, it's different going back to, you know, Matrix Reloaded because that's 20 years ago. And so gosh, the CGI is just not up to today's standards, but this is, you know, it, it's been done already. And so then you look forward and like right. that, you have to do that. That's the bar now. You just you can't put all of your eggs in this yep. basket of a young Will Smith and not have the budget for technology to do it. Yep. Agreed. I mean, Will Smith's choice, again, going back to that, I mean, there's just certain actors that, I mean, you can't put Paul Rudd in a movie like this. You know, <laughs> they, they, the guy looks the same. Yeah. Kate Beckinsale, same thing. She's looked the same for, for 30 years. Tommy Lee Jones, he's, he looks old, but he's looked old for, for 30 years. And, you know, there's just certain actors you can't plug into a movie like this, and Will Smith's one of them. He's just aged too well. Can, so can I say, based off of our Ad Astra discussion and this, it would be hilarious to have seen Tommy Lee Jones and Jim and I Man, <laughs> except he doesn't look any younger. He, I mean, yes, it is 30 years ago, Tommy Lee Jones, but because they look the same, it's an old and old Tommy Lee Jones. That right, would have been people hilarious. People are like, why didn't you DH him? Well, those, that's actual footage from movies that he filmed 30 years ago. <laughs> right, what do you yeah. mean we didn't DH right. him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. you need somebody like like Morpheus, you know, who who got fat and old, yeah, you know, and so then, but then you <laughs> right. have footage of him, you know, young and skinny, and and then you can 
don't de-age him like they did in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp. They just, they made a, right. a younger, fatter Morpheus that you just need to take the, the footage from this, the skinny Morpheus time and, and use that. And so you, you have to have that extreme because this was, was too close to, Oh, it's like looking in a mirror. Yeah. Cause it, you look the same. Yeah, I agree. I thought that, um, I don't like the casting of Will Smith, but you're right. I mean, the, the de-aging wasn't terrible. I did think there were moments throughout the main course of the movie where it was better in some than others, but I, I know it can be done better, but I will fully agree with you that the last scene was absurd. I don't and know how that to the movie too. Yeah, you can't watch it and say, you know, we really don't need this, so let's just axe it. We don't need to see him go into college. Well, that and he's now like a dad to his clone, but the guy has been trained, the clone has been trained to be like an assassin knowing nothing else but, you know, killing and whatever. But yet now he's just like strolling around campus like, I don't know, it just seems like you can't flip a switch like that. I, yeah, I don't I, So we're going to get into some of the semantics of the movie here in a second, but I did want to say shout out to Clive Owen. We We called him out earlier saying, where have you been? On a, on a previous episode, and uh, <laughs> and he he showed up because his career had dissipated, and ha- now he's back on the big screen. So kudos, kudos to you. It's on well, the big screen. Okay, you can't ta- you can't take <laughs> that away from. He's in a Will Smith. <laughs> it is you know blockbuster movie. He's out there. Uh, okay, <laughs> Let, let's not pump. It's Clive not up a too Netflix much. or Amazon Prime pretty, movie. Pr- he's pretty he's out there. Somebody cast him. He got his agent sure, working okay. again. He's right, and I thought he did a fine job. Oh, fine, fine. Okay, yeah. As a generic throw-in villain that could have been anybody, of a retread that we've seen from many, many action movies before this. So, sure, Clive, welcome back. I mean, you are technically on the big screen, but yeah, I, I don't think this is going to amount to much for anybody. I don't think that Will Smith is going to parlay this into any other big movies. I know we got Bad Boys for Life coming out in January, so he's going to continue his terrible streak of movies i don't think anybody's gonna be looking at this being like oh god we gotta get clive on board now he's back <laughs> but he's not uh, happening he, he is in a theater near you and that that's important to his career because where's he been <laughs> so uh we, we brought it up before i thought it True. was worth mentioning that uh we called him out and and here he is so good work good work clive i'm not gonna say good work <laughs> okay so so let's uh let's get into the sem- semantics of this real quick of the whole concept of Gemini Man. Okay. Um, so they cloned him. They raised him, like you said. Clive raised him as his son, but basically to be an assassin. Yep. Right? So everything he did was to be this perfect machine, you know, but he has a conscience somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of this concept is a nature versus nurture. Um, and the whole conversation old Will had with young Will I don't think makes sense except for things like being allergic to bees, <laughs> you know, okay. like, like that's the only thing that was like genetically. Yeah, I can. Yes, that's, that's me. But anything else I think would really be even taste buds. Now I think you develop your taste by what you eat growing up. I don't think that's, you're genetically disposed to not liking something. You may, I don't know. Someone can call me out on that, but I feel like people that grow up in different regions of the world just have different taste buds in general. Sure. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I I think that there might be some genetic predisposition, but I don't think that you know that that defines everything. But yeah, it's it's totally about how you are raised, where you live. I mean, there's a reason why 
you know, things like America is a predominantly Christian country because that's, as you grow up in that, that's what you inherit and why, you know, the Middle East has its own set of religions and that then you throw in food and culture and everything else. So yeah, I completely agree with that, but it's easier for the movie to just pretend like everything would basically be the same. I feel like they should have had, like this works better with the time travel movie of, I know you and you were younger and I can spit out all these things when you were younger. That's how I know that we're the same. Right. You know, but his, you're only happiest when you're laying on your belly about to pull the trigger. That's really weird to me because young Will Smith didn't like doing that. He said he hated going turkey hunting. Right. So, but then he said, oh, but then I'm happiest doing that. Like that, what? Yeah. And then, and then he got on Clive and said, saying, uh, you know, you said it was for my birthday, but I was adopted. So how do you know my birthday? Well, gosh, you know, we picked a day and that just was your birthday. That's all Clive had to say. You know, everybody else had a birthday. So we (laughs) gave you a birthday. Oh, you're right. You're a clone. Because you didn't have a birthday that we knew. <laughs> I truthfully, I don't even, I'm amazed that you're like just rattling this off off the top of your head because I deleted about 95% of this movie the second I was done with it because I just had no feelings about it one way or the other. So I, I'm kind of impressed now at your ability to recall so much of this movie. Oh, I got more. <laughs> oh, great. Can't so, wait. In scene, sprinklers go off, fires everywhere. The third Will Smith is burning, right? Mm-hmm. So he's laying on the ground and the sprinklers turn off. There's still fire throughout underneath the sprinklers. Right. Why'd they turn off? <laughs> I don't know. Dramatic effect. That's the worst, worst sprinkler system ever. <laughs> the ground is literally still on fire. But it's, you got to get the dramatic shot of the sprinklers turning off with the water dripping. Every, every movie has that. Well, I would have thought that you could have had them standing, you know, in the sprinklers could have been a dramatic more showdown there at the end. Sure. Did did you think that was a third Willie? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, what else would it have been? A guy completely covered in Master Assassin absolutely is going to be a third Willie. My money was on a third Will Smith, but I, I was just kind of hoping for something else with this movie. I was like, I don't know what this could possibly be. Like, if it's a young Clive Owen, I didn't know what, what I mean, that was my only other thought was that there would be well, some. You couldn't place. say that. He already ruined that when they fought on the roof. When he said, "I should have cloned myself." Was that before that fight? No, that fight was before L- Littlest Willie showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I, I wanted something. No, I, I, I agree. Something. Yeah, it could have been Young Wong or the other guy that was on a boat who was a nobody. Have you ever seen that guy before? Yeah, That's he's been in something else recently. I don't know what. Um, nothing major, but. So he's all of a sudden Clive Owen throws down with this master, a 25 year old master assassin on the roof and whoops his butt, mm-hmm. you know, and then re- references, I should have cloned myself. Okay. So maybe to tweak that scene just a little bit, he should have said something like, you know, is it Henry or Harry? Henry. Who's the main character? Henry. So, you know, Henry is a master you know, at guns and sniping or whatever, you know, but he could never hold a candle to me, you know, hand to hand or something like that. Right. You know, to make it make sense why he was beating up this this elite soldier. You know, that's one of my pet peeves in movies, right? It's like my one biggest complaint in John Wick is that the end dude, the main boss should not be able to go one on one with 
John Wick. And that was the same thing here. You should not be able to go like if you want to have them outsmart them or lure them into a trap or, you know, sucker punch them or, you know, whatever that might be. I can get on board with that. But the whole like let's square off and go toe to toe with the guy who's just been shredding people the entire movie or who the whole movie has built up as the warrior that cannot be stopped is now stopped by the guy who sits behind a desk all the time. Like that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And it could have been an easy, if you want to have that scene, it could have been an easy line that I couldn't shoot for crap, you know, you know, so, so that's why we didn't pick me, you know, as he's beating him up or something (laughs) like that. I don't know. Just try to give it some reference of why this makes sense. I do feel like most of the time there's like some kind of fail safe in these things, which I'm surprised this movie didn't do, (laughs) which is like, you know, there's some like capsule in his head or whatever that he's like, well, now I can pull out this little device. And if I press this, you're going to die immediately because we've we've been tracking you and all that kind of crap. But didn't go that route either. It causes migraines, which allows me to beat you up right now because (laughs) you have migraines. So, okay, so they were tracking them across the the uh, planet, right? Yep. And did you think it was the girl? The girl is bad? I didn't quite know. Uh, I know they they made it a point to reference it like three or four times. Like, how do they know we're right here and everything? And I felt like I felt like every answer was really stupid to that question. If you're going to make Will Smith out to be the greatest like assassin slash spy guy, because not only is he a great assassin, but he he knows all the inner workings of the agencies, right? Which is how he was able to spot that Mary Elizabeth Winstead was a, a, a an agent. And he, he knows he always knows the other team's moves like three steps ahead, but he wouldn't think to think that they like chipped him or something. Well, um, I mean, it, it seemed very weak that he was chipped. You know how, when uh, little will made, uh, made her strip to see if she was bugged mm-hmm. and then let her put the exact same clothes back on <laughs> that she had. Right. Oh, go ahead and get dressed. Cause you would have just taken off the chip and then put it back on. But nobody. But she was wearing this uh, necklace that uh, she wore through the entire movie, and I kind of thought the necklace was a tracking device. Yeah, I mean that would have been interesting, but mm. yeah, they didn't go that route. They just went the old. We got him chipped. Yeah, it's in your arm, and I. And why wouldn't Wong assume that he was chipped? I, well, and I thought that was it. I couldn't. I can't remember. Was it in that tattoo, or was it just in his arm? It was in his like bicep. Okay, that's what I thought because I, I thought there was going to have something to do with that tattoo because they all had it, you know, the the former team members or whatever. But yeah, nothing really came of that. But speaking of her, uh, I really liked her. Um, she was in what mm-hmm. Cloverfield Lane? I think that's like yep, and she's in Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Okay, I was trying to think what else I had, had yep. seen her in, um, and I guess she's in the. Uh, um, oh, she was. She's also John McClane's daughter. Oh, in what? In Live Free or Die Hard. Okay. Yeah, Lucy I don't McClane. remember much about that one. Okay. And uh, I guess we'll see her in uh, Birds of Prey as well. Oh, okay. Well, I can. She, she is the huntress. Gotcha. Well, that's fine by me. Yeah. No, I I liked her too. That was my takeaway of the three people who acted in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would make some comments about Benedict Wong, but I'll save that for later, not to get too far ahead of myself. Why is that? Well. I mean, I just felt like he was miscast. I mean, I do not see Benedict Wong as a former assassin. Just doesn't strike me as that guy. I know he was like a pilot and stuff too, but as part of that crew, like, just did he get uh, did he get the shaft on how he died? I was oh, so dis- totally so disappointed. That was so he took a rocket launcher to the face. You know, well, not only that, but the way the editing was done, like, there's four people in that van, right? Because there's the two Willies. And then Elizabeth Winstead and Benedict Wong. And they basically get ambushed. 
with a rocket and two of them were in the front seat and two of them in the back of the van and everybody manages to bail except for Benedict. Well, so <laughs> when he says bail out, the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, crap, the door, the van door is only on that side. I go, that's, that's things for, for Wong. And then, uh, he didn't make it out. I thought they all made it out, but I was like, oh, he has, he's got to go all the way across the van. And I was going to be very impressed if had he gotten out. Um, but he, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, but, but that's splitting hairs, He didn't have right? a door I on mean, his side. Like, well, well, the editing is done so quickly that it's like, it's rocket shot, and then it cuts to like an above scene, and the rocket's going, and then like you see some people jump out, and then it blows up. So it's like, it's like bang, 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 like real fast. So... I just had a hard time believing. Like I kind of laughed myself. Like, wait, three of them. It, got it was out? a real he waste get out? of of him. You know why not have him go out? Like you usually do your your sidekick. You know, ha- have him give himself up, or, sure, or give himself for the greater good, or or have his death have some sort of purpose. He just got caught in the in the rocket launcher's yeah. way, and didn't. It's even... a good way to to give Clive some extra bad guy juice if you uh, if you have him mercilessly execute. Yeah, Benedict. like hey, come out here, and then. He doesn't, and then he shoots him or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of things they could have done different in this movie to make it better. That would have been one of them, but a little bit further yeah, down the so, list. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't love this movie. I, I thought Will... I always think Will Smith does a good job. And I, I think you're right. He doesn't choose the best vehicles to display his, his acting chops. Um, I equate him to Matt Damon, his career. Okay. What? Matt Damon has made that. I'd have to really a dive into that one. very poor last 10 years of choices, and as has Will Smith. Both have a couple things that you're like, yeah, that was good. But there's a lot more of, really? Okay, well, Will Smith is going on like 20 years of poor uh, choices. Well, look at, you go look at Matt Damon, and he's got like three movies. If it wasn't for like the Bourne series that kept him alive, there's some, I mean... He's buying a zoo and downsizing and, you know, all, it, his filmography hurts. Okay. I still think if and, you... And I feel like both... I think both are viewed as A-list actors. Well, sure. And both have had a run, a really, really bad run of picking terrible movies. Okay. But I would say that Matt Damon's peaks are higher and his valleys are just as low if not higher than Will Smith's. But I would argue that Will Smith is better in his bad movies than Matt Damon is even in his his peak-er movies. Mm. Like, he, Will Smith, like, Will Smith is good acting in bad movies. Even, like, Bright, I think he's he acts well, and it's just the everything around him isn't so good. But Matt, Matt Damon I don't in know. decent movies I don't know about that. is bad. I don't know about that. I feel like Will Smith I'm is over, always Will I'm Smith. I'm over Matt Damon. Versus Matt Damon, I think... Uh, well, that's Elysium. fine. You can't be. I'm just saying, I think Matt Damon is at least a little bit more versatile. I feel like Will Smith is Will Smith. Pursuit of Happiness? Movie. No, Pursuit of Happiness movie. is a good movie. I mean, but that's like one of the few you can break out and say, okay, that that's actually really good. But most of the time, like in Bright, he's just the same Will Smith guy that's in bad boys or that was in independence day he's just got a different Ali, take on it the concussion movie <laughs> i never saw the concussion movie the I concussion could, movie he was really good in just the movie was terrible i couldn't get past the trailer <laughs> but no i just think he, he's an a-list I, I truly think he's an a-list actor i think he still gets cheeks in the seats well sure but 
he like like Matt Damon hasn't done much of anything. Matt Damon has like The Martian is his last, not last, but the only thing in the past ten years, right? Which was a pretty solid good. movie. He was in Interstellar. He was, but his part is probably the worst part of the movie. No, it's, no. Which, what's the worst part of the movie? Wrong. I don't know. I don't think it has a worst part. <laughs> it has to have a worst part. <laughs> it has the best part. It has to have a worst part. Nope. I re- I refuse to acknowledge that question. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, Master Assassin, Will Smith. I think uh, I liked a lot of the the things that he was able to do as... I'm glad he didn't get his butt kicked by young Will Smith. You know, I'm glad he did the, the whooping still. Well... That first fight that they have when they finally come head to head, it starts out okay because they're just doing gunfight. But when it turns into Will, young Willie on the motorcycle trying to run into him, that got super cringy. And like the scene where, or the the move, I guess you want to call it, where he like spins the motorcycle around and Big Willie like jumps up. And I mean, just, just bad. So bad. Yeah. You'd think he would get off the motorcycle and fight him. At some point. Yeah, I just that I didn't like any of that. I, I saw some people online saying that they liked the action. They thought the gunfighting was pretty good, but not up to John Wick levels. I was like, I thought it was all generic action movie stuff. I none of it that I saw was better than the average action scenes I see in other movies. So So we had an issue there. So you mentioned the motorcycle scene, which I was gonna bring that up. Of okay, we had the gunfight before that, right? And he only saw him his face through a dirty mirror when they were talking. Mm-hmm. And, but then in the when he was on the motorcycle, he was standing out in front of him in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. Yet he said he only. But he, saw he him. had like a hat and glasses on too. No, Little Will said that to Clive. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But he he saw him. Yeah, I know. I, I thought that was really really stupid um, for the movie to openly acknowledge what this was like to Will Smith's and then to put them in situations where they can clearly see each other, but then still have the characters. Uh, Cause even, even big Will Smith was sort of acting like he couldn't really put together that that was him because he has a conversation with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and she's like, you know, that guy looked exactly like you, right? So I don't know why we make our characters so stupid. And if it was supposed to be like, they just can't quite believe it, then that wasn't played up right in the movie or the acting. And so are we to assume that old Will is also a virgin? <laughs> I mean, he swore he couldn't have had that kid. Couldn't have had the kid. Yeah, was, and right. then he called out the 23-year-old for still being a virgin because you can't have anybody close to you, you know? Yeah. And so was that saying why why it could never have been his kid? I had, or, just, or just that he didn't have a kid 25 years ago? I don't know, man. I took it as when he was so definitive that that could not possibly be his son. I was like, well, there's only one way you can really know that. <laughs> I kill everyone that I have sex with. <laughs> well, okay, there's two ways out of that one. <laughs> not really where I was going, but yes, that is another they're, they're part of the 74 that he's killed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think I'm running out of things to say. How about you? I've been out of things to say probably since we started the podcast <laughs> about this movie. All right, let's get to our questions. All right, let's do it. I am Thor, son of Odin, and as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? So what'd you rate it? 
you are probably going to jump down my throat here. Well, I know where that means. Um, which, so this is the high water mark. It's no higher than this, but I felt like I still enjoyed the movie. So I gave it a two and a half of average action movie. Okay. Dis- no. dis- despite the end scene. If I could lop off the end, just stop it before I get there. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a two and a half. I would have come down a lot harder on you if you had gone three. No, it's I, I can No. It's not a three. Okay. Good. I, I can live with a two and a half from you on this one. I personally am at a two because I just didn't like it in any way, shape, or form. I don't ever want to watch it again. It did nothing for me in terms of visuals, acting, action. It reminds me of Angel Has Fallen, where I just watch it, and it's not good, but it's not terrible. I, I say that, you know, kind of like... It's average. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> right. I mean, it's below average to me, but it's not just god-awful. That's where I'm at. Not god-awful. Put that on on the poster. Gemini Please, Man. I will not god-awful. Yes. God, I would love that to be my first like pull quote ever on a movie poster. Not god-awful. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I struggled with this one, so I'll let you go first. What was your favorite moment? Uh, I I liked the uh, the fight scene of him fighting in the catacombs. I think that was done okay. the best of all of the uh, the action sequences. Okay, yeah, I could I could see that. I didn't really like any of the action sequences, but the more if I had to pick one, I would probably say that. So I, I, I okay. So you're just stealing mine. No, no, no. I went with a different one. I said, I pulled another Ron Burgundy. I said, I guess when the third Will Smith arrives. You like that part? Well, only because... they explain why he could take grenade launchers to the chest? No. Okay. But I guess I felt like for maybe a few seconds that this might be one time in this movie where I don't know what is about to happen. <laughs> and then and then they quickly made it exactly what I thought was going to happen. So it was just like that little hint of like, oh, well, who's this masked guy out here running around? I mean, surely it can't be another Will Smith. No way they'd go you that You only route. had two then... choices, right? You had a, I mean, if it wasn't Will Smith, you had a young Clive Owen, which I think he just ruined that up on the on the roof. or Maybe Wong, but that's it. You don't have any other, other choices. Maybe if Mary Elizabeth Winstead had been a mole and they revealed at that time, then it's a clone of her. I don't and, know. They could have gone somewhere. And there's with a bunch it. of her running around. She is a clone sure, of whatever. somebody that we haven't Fine. met. That, An old that her. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Something better than just another Will Smith. Yeah, but it was. Yep, it was. So, like, the moment before, like, right up until we found out it was another Will Smith, that would have been, like, the only time in the movie where I thought something interesting might happen. Or why weren't the other uh, guards wearing the same helmet? Yeah. That I don't that, know. That uh, third Willie was, was wearing because... Well, yeah, and, wh- and why don't we have... <laughs> yeah, and, and why don't we have just a full clone army at this point? I mean, why not make go full Django Fett on this thing and just have a bunch of Will Smiths running well, around? That, I mean, that's at least something. Well, that's the plan. He was going to go that well, sure, route, but, but these things are expensive, you know? You have to prove <laughs> okay. the concept yeah. before you can, you know, mass produce. I mean, the third Will Smith looked awfully close in age to second Will Smith, so I'm not sure how long that process had been proven before they started with third Will. Yeah, there's got to be like a bunch of 15-year-olds, you know, running around <laughs> right. being trained somewhere. What a nightmare. Yeah. All right, so what's one thing you would change about the movie? Um, other than 
uh, just have Will do both parts himself and no de-aging, mm-hmm. just change his facial hair. I would <laughs> absolutely cut the final scene. Okay. I mean, that's just an easiest lop it off. Be done. It was, yep. it was so bad. Yes. It didn't fit. And if you walked out before then, then kudos to you. That should be like an end credit scene that nobody stays for. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't even I don't even know if I want to say yeah to that. <laughs> it, you're right. It should just be gone. Like there's no need for that. Yeah. So what'd you change? I'm not sure if this was within our rules or not. Uh-oh. But you can't give away that there's two Will Smiths going into this movie. Like, you, you can't <laughs> the trailer guy, right? I mean, well, trailer guy, poster guy, whatever. Like it, someone explained to me what the benefit is of giving away the fact that there's two Will Smiths before you ever watch this movie. I don't get it. Yeah, well, that's the gimmick. So either you just have him as a retired assassin that they're trying to erase, if you will. Right. And you just lean on Will Smith's star power. Because you, you you could show the scene with like the masked Will Smith like... And, you know, you could splice the trailer to make it look like, you know, they're sending these powerful agents after him or whatever, but at least then have the reveal. Cause like when it's revealed in the movie that he sees himself, we're like, okay, well we've, we've been waiting for this now for 35, 40 minutes. Whereas at least you keep people guessing if you're watching it. And then when the second Will Smith is there, like, oh, well that, that's kind of cool. Okay. I, I just don't see the value in marketing this thing as two Will Smiths ahead of time. So you keep the entire movie the same and then you just market it differently. Because that's your choice. I think you get a little bit of a better reaction than what you have now. I think yeah. going into it, knowing what you're going to expect, you you have your expectations set at a certain level. And then the, the first 30 or 40 minutes of the plot is just not even all that fun. Because you know the whole movie is going to be about resolving why is there two real Smiths. Whereas at least if you hide that from people, then you go into it and you're like, oh, okay, the halfway through there's two Will Smiths. Now we have to fix this. So I just... I don't know, man. I just, I feel like if you polled a bunch of movie watchers in theaters and they were like, you know, would you rather have had this not be known up front or whatever? Like, I think they would say this would have been better had I never known that there was two. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's any question. Hands down. Absolutely. Do you change the name? Do you still leave it Gemini Man? Uh, People are like, why is it Gemini Man? I mean, maybe. I think there's maybe a, a decent amount of people that wouldn't understand that reference. And then I think there's also the possibility that, you know, if you set up the bad guy in the right way, there you might not, like, you might expect a clone or think there's going to be one or a double or whatever, but you maybe you don't know who it is or what it is. I mean, you might assume that it's going to be Will Smith because he's the star, but you don't quite know. Or maybe he was so, born in June. <laughs> right, that's the whole play. <laughs> I mean, that's the big that's reveal. That's the big reveal of why we call him that. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, I like that. And speaking of, of botched, uh, ruined trailer experiences, uh, did you see an extremely elongated Terminator trailer before this? Um, you know, I don't remember. I've gotten into a habit of not paying attention to trailers in movie well, theaters. I was probably on my phone. I've seen the first one, and then I, I don't know how long this one's been out, but it truly walked through the entire movie. And I'm like, well, that's... I mean, I was going to see it because it's Terminator, but I also knew that it was going to kind of be bad because it's Terminator. Right. But you just showed me the whole the whole sequence of events. Well, that's probably when you know it's not going to be a good movie if they're willing to just give it all away. But I trailer. feel like you can just lean on Sarah Connor and Terminator name. Done. Well, I think you can too, but sometimes I feel like when movie studios feel like they've got a crappy product on their hand, they just lay it all out on the table. Like, all right, come watch no. it. Here's what they it is. Did. All right. 
So getting to the fun part, what did you, who did you replace in this movie? And I think you're going to say Wong. Yes. Benedict Wong had to go. He just doesn't strike me as the mercenary kind of guy. And I kept it with somebody who would, I think, fit that vibe and is uh, did you put him in here known again? for his action chops. What? Who? Who do you think I'm putting in? I know you don't know who I'm putting in, but who do you think I'm putting in? Oh, I thought you were going Last Samurai again. <laughs> no, no, Wa- no. Wants- I'm Watanabe, going- what's his name? <laughs> Ken-, Ken Watanabe. No, he's not really known for his action chops. I went uh, Chow Yun-Fat. Okay. Is he 50-ish? Yeah. I uh, remember how. He might, he might be older than that. Chow Yun-Fat might be in his 60s. Okay. But that's fine. As long as it's older, right? I mean, I don't he's know. He serve- right now. He just but- has to serve with Will. Uh, let's see. He's 64, so that's fine. Oh, he had been way out of the, way out of the, the dirt when Will got there. That's okay. He could have been an older mentor. <laughs> I thought that's what Clive Owen was supposed to be. Yeah, I know. Well, I don't even know how old Clive Owen is, but either way, neither here nor there. Benedict Wong doesn't strike me as an assassin. Chow Yun-Fat clearly is. Put him in. Okay. I feel like that has really no bearing on the movie whatsoever because his character is so nope. minor. Well, right. I mean, other unless you're changing... Honestly, I don't even think changing Will Smith really matters with this movie, uh, to be perfectly I honest. I do, because of the concept of de-aging. So. Well, sure, but plot-wise, I'm saying it doesn't really matter. Well, plot, it shouldn't affect plot at all. Well, right. So, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying about Wong. I mean, what does it matter? You're changing, it, changing him doesn't really matter, but also changing Will Smith in this movie doesn't matter. <laughs> so Wong has a, sc- rent a whole screen time of about three and a half minutes and Will Smith's the entire mm-hmm. movie and so yes it would matter if you swapped out Will Smith versus Wong yeah. which is what I'm doing I'm swapping out Will Smith and so I was trying to find an actor who did not age well but also we had a lot of footage of them when they were young and, and I did start with Morpheus I just don't think Morpheus uh, would one get cheeks in the seats, nor would he um, uh, have the fighting ability? He may still. I don't know. He just seems slow and old now. Yeah. Uh, yeah kind of the same thought with Harrison Ford. Of I don't think he portrays elite assassin. Neither now nor in his youth. So I took Harrison Ford off the table there. I thought about Sly, because old Sly and, and young Sly look very, very different. Um uh, but that mm-hmm. lowers the quality of the movie significantly uh, if you put Sly <laughs> sure. in there. Um, and so I went with one of my tried and trues. I went with Mel Gibson. Okay. We have old Mel who could fight young Mel, and we have enough footage of young Mel to uh, to motion capture his, his young face of what it's supposed to look like. I think you're overstating Mel's current star power of getting butts in the seat. I think, but I think it would. I don't think you just say, hey, Mel Gibson in Assassin movie and then gets butts in the seats. I just think that people would go see it. I think if you put, you know, Lawrence Fishburne stars in, you know, you just, you just well, don't no, get I that. Mean, no, I, I'm not saying that old Larry Fishburne's going to put more butts in the seats than Mel. I'm just saying that I think you're overstating Mel's star power as it currently stands. Well, I, I think he has issues today with his star power, yes, but I think he would in this type of movie would do would do well. What's the last Mel Gibson movie that put butts in the seat in theaters? What, Daddy's Home 2? <laughs> okay. Is he getting credit for that? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, that doesn't go to what, Will Ferrell and Mark Mark. He did. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I Will, you could argue Will Smith is kind of the same. The guy doesn't really 
churn out a bunch of movies anymore. Still an A-list actor. I feel like his, yeah, I'm not sure Mel is A-list when it comes to actual movies anymore. Like celebrity power, name-wise, yeah, sure, of course, Mel Gibson is Mel Gibson, but when it comes to theaters, is he is he teetering more towards Bruce Willie than Big Willie? Uh, he definitely is teetering more towards Bruce Willie than Big Willie. That is, that is true. Okay. Okay. I'm just going from this sheer de-aging and making it look different. Um, okay. The contrast is what I was going for there, but still believable in uh, he could fight his young self and, and win. You just want to see Riggs versus Riggs. I that's do. That's all you really want to see. see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to make it known that that's just what you want to see. Exactly. All right. So what award are you giving this movie? Uh, I, I, I didn't have a, a great award for this. Um, I went with the uh, again the lasting impression it gave me, and that it was the the worst de aging I've seen in a movie, and that was only from the last scene because the rest of the movie is fine. Okay, yeah, um, we're pretty close. I I said the worst use of de aging. I put since it went mainstream, so I kind of consider that moment to be the Tony Stark moment. Okay, do we have many de aging prior to that? I don't know. I, I didn't really want to go research it because I was like, this is Gemini, man. I don't really care. So uh, I, I might be on board with the worst use of de-aging ever. But I don't know. I did see a still picture of De Niro from the upcoming movie, The Irishman, that looked like a uh, Call of Duty cutscene that looks like it could quickly take over for worst use so of I saw you post. But I saw you post stands, that, and I didn't see apparently what you saw in the still frame. Oh, really? No. You were... You're up in arms. And I was like, okay, that looks like... Oh, I thought it looked fake as hell. Like, fully CGI. Oh, I didn't think it looked too bad. Oh, well, interesting. I thought it it was laughable. No, I I thought maybe maybe once it plays, but as a still frame, I thought it looked fine. Well, we'll see how it plays out then. We'll have to mark that one down for when Irishman comes out. (laughs) So then, our last question. If you liked this movie, you would also like... Feel like we have the same, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway, and it's not replicant. Okay. Um, I went with uh, Looper. Oh no, I did not have oh, that one. Okay. No, I, I thought. Uh, but Looper is actually Looper is actually pretty good. I mean, it's not. I didn't think it was great. Right. But it's pretty so good. you should like Looper if you like this. That's. I just thought they did it well. Um, as a time traveling movie, you have a younger version of the same guy, and they're they're hunting one another, if you will, and that did it better. Don't disagree with that one at all. I actually went with old school Arnold. Well, is it really old school? Old school Arnold would be like in the 80s, so not really like mid-school Arnold. So the sixth day, remember that, Jim? Um, You know, I I remember the movie that it exists. I don't remember the movie (laughs) as in any scenes in it. Yeah, I I do remember there being... like arena football comes into play somehow, I think. Like there's a big injury or something like that. I don't know. I don't fully remember it either. I just remember it's about Arnold and cloning and whether that's a good thing or not. Now it's it's less used as like military as this one is, but it's still, you know, Arnold having to figure out why he's got a clone running around. So it, this movie felt, sorry, Gemini Man felt like it was from the 90s. Like it kind of has the same structure and feels like a enemy of the state kind of thing, which... I'm not saying it's like Enemy of the State. I'm just saying there's certain ways that movies are constructed and the way the plots unfold themselves that that has changed over time. And this felt like a callback to that time. Um, so that's why I, Sixth Day just seems right to me. Like I think it was around 
2000, 2001, maybe when Six Day oh, came come on. out. But but this is a better movie than The Sixth Day. Well, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen The Sixth Day in forever. I gave this two stars, so I don't think very much of this movie. So I'm saying if you really liked this movie, there's probably a decent chance you like The Sixth See, Day. See, I rewatch a lot of Arnold, and that one I had no desire to ever view again. Well, that's how I feel about Gemini. Yeah, but, it just, but Arnold's got some really bad movies. I mean, Eraser, and I've seen that so does too many times. But I'm saying, I've, I've seen that too many times for the sixth day to be one that I refuse to ever, ever see again means it's pretty low on the list. Because I'm not saying that uh, Eraser is a good movie, but I've seen it a whole bunch. Well, but you also haven't seen The Sixth Day in like 20 years. So you could actually go back and watch it and be like, well, I didn't really want to watch it, but it's not as bad as I remembered. And 20 years is a long time to not watch a movie. It is. It is. The sixth. So, so I got my homework ahead of me. Yeah, let me know what you think, because I'm not going to watch Once it. Once we get out of October, because the wife and I are doing our scary movie-a-thon. So every every October, we try to cram in as many scary, different scary movies than uh, we had the year year prior. So we're on, on things like, uh, you know, we just watched last night, Jason Takes Manhattan, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. 8. That's a gem, and now we can uh, never watch that again. So it shows you that <laughs> we're cross things off the list. We're crossing things off the list. Market, market done. Well, it's funny you say that because we have managed to go through almost all of October without covering any scary movies. So, if any of you listeners are looking for scary movie reviews, well, first off, go look at Carson's Letterbox or his Facebook page. But some of our friends over at One Movie Punch are actually covering. 31 straight days of horror movies and interviews. So if we're not giving you your fill of scary movies on the podcast, then go check them out. But having said that, I will also say that we are covering Zombieland Double Tap next week. So not really scary, but at least we're in the realm. No. Yeah, that's uh, that's very comedy, I think. Sure. But I mean, it's got zombies, which is the closest we're getting to scary and Halloween on any episode this year for... I would argue Joker is closer. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, I mean, we did see Midsummer, but we also didn't podcast about it. So I think we've seen some. But you know what's weird, though? Oh, no, we saw Happy Death Day to You. So we've seen a couple horror movies this year, just not in October. Yeah, that was February. Yeah, I think there's always some scary movies that come out in January. I don't know why that is. It's a bad movie month, so they just try to dump them there. Right. I think that's it for Gemini, man. That's it. So like we mentioned, next week we've got Zombieland Double Tap. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. All right, you can find me at at TwoViewsGarrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on all the socials like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at TwoViewsMovies. You can always email us at TwoViewsMovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen. We are out there. If you're on Apple, be sure to leave a review and a rating. It helps spread the word of the show to people who might want to listen. And I think that's officially it. We will catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both?